I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Thanks for downloading Changing Politics. This is a political podcast hosted by me, comedian Gronny Maguire, and journalist Marie LeConte that chats about the week's news and highlights issues that you, yes, you, can make a difference to. Now, because the first half of each week is topical chat, we reckon you might not be bothered to download old episodes. Some of them are so old, they were recorded back when Boris Johnson was in the Cabinet. So while we're off over the summer, we're re-releasing all the features we've done on how you can get involved in changing the way politics works in this country, which are less topical than the first part of the show. They're only 10 to 15 minutes long, so we hope you really enjoy this new bite-sized form. This is from our sixth episode and is all about how to fight or even stop Brexit. Marie's a journalist and not an activist, so she didn't have anything to do with this one. But we've got Eddie Azard and Manuel Cortez from the trade union TSSA talking about what they're doing to fight against what seems to be a foregone political conclusion. We've put it out on the 2nd of August. Enjoy. This week we're talking about Brexit. I don't know if you've heard about it. (laughs) And how best to stop it from destroying the country. This section will be presented entirely by me. Yes, I'd love to stay, but you're going to be talking about how to stop Brexit. And actually, you know, I am a reporter. Like, this is what I get paid for. Believe it or not, (laughs) um, you know, most of the time. So actually, like, this is not really something I can get involved in. So you're like, take a side in any sort of way. Well, luckily enough, I'm not an impartial journalist. I'm a super partial comedian. So whereas Marie would have to say stuff like, oh, Brexit, it is a difficult situation. (laughs) And we have to cover all sides. Wee wee. Is that what I sound like? You witch. I shall say this. Which I famously say a lot. That's my catchphrase. She shall say that only once. (laughs) Should we just stop doing a political podcast and you can just do a really bad French accent? Because generally I'm loving it. So (laughs) that's Marie out of the way. I can say stuff like, okay, you may need to cover your ears for this bit, Marie. Brexit is a total disaster and we have to put the brakes on it as quickly as possible. Because with Marie, you can complain to Ipso, but with me, what are you going to do? Who are you going to complain to? Who's the Ipso of comedy? Michael McIntyre. So best of luck with the section, guys. I'm going to go and sit in another room and just read over the impartiality guidelines of the BBC and praying I can still get invited back on the telly. So... 
Brexit. I mean, it's going great. I mean, between proposals to turn most of Kent into a lurry car park, stockpiling medicines, and the army having to get used to give out food to people, it's clear that it's progressing nicely, with seven months to go before the big day. What with all these nightmarish stories about chaos in Northern Ireland and the odds of a catastrophic no-deal, there's a growing number of people who think we should think again about the decision to leave the EU. People are allowed to change their minds. That's why we have divorce courts and return policies. It's also why I don't lock the doors to my comedy gigs and scream, nobody can leave for the next 45 minutes, you bought a ticket, growing at one, get over it. Although at the start of the fringe, that's not actually that bad idea. In the worst case scenario, if Brexit does happen, I think it could be like a Mr. Rochester in Jane Eyre kind of vibe. You know, where Mr. Rochester is with Jane Eyre, but he always feels like he's slightly too good for her. And then he gets blinded by the fire. And then when she comes back, he's so grateful. But what I'm saying is, the UK, do you have to get blinded by the fire to appreciate that being in the EU maybe isn't that bad of a deal? Anyway, one of the people fighting against Brexit is surrealist comedian turned marathon runner turned pro-EU campaigner Eddie Izzard. We caught up with him to gauge exactly why we should be thinking about thinking again. Humanity has to go forwards. We cannot go forwards if we're going backwards. Brexit is backwards. So from this point of view, I think a third referendum is inevitable. It just is inevitable because, you know, the first referendum, of course, everyone knows, 75. We won 66 to 34, eight and a half million. Uh, majority, uh, Margaret Thatcher voted for it. So that's, and 40 years, the whining right went on for 40 years and they got it down to 52-48. And as Farage said, if it's 52-48, you must carry on fighting. That's what Farage said. Um, he thought he might be the other way around, but this is, this is it. So this is not the end of politics. It's just one battle. It's just like back in the 30s, the far right was there again. And uh, if, when France fell, did Churchill give up? No, he just kept on pushing. So we pushed and fought against the the right wing back then, we fight against the right wing now. Roosevelt carried on fighting and Churchill carried on fighting and we must carry on fighting. This is the idea that the only logical move after Brexit and separation is more separation of the United Kingdom, separate those bits out, separate England, North and South, Wessex, Mercia, break it down into tribal parts. It's tribalism. That's the only way it goes. And that's not the way for humanity. No. Fair enough, you might say. Of course, Eddie Izzard, massive Europhile, would want another referendum. But it's not just people who voted Remain in the first place that are clamouring for a new referendum. Increasingly, as the consequences of Brexit become clear, unions are starting to get nervous. Frequently, Brexiteers will talk about the will of the people fighting against out-of-touch elites. But what about the very real people whose economic security will be ruined by Brexit? We spoke to Manuel Cortes from the transport union TSSA to learn more. As a socialist, I want to create a more equal society. And that means rebalancing our economy so that more people benefit from it. I am sure that those people who were left behind were looking for any excuse and for anything to scapegoat because clearly they've not had a good time. But the fault for this does not lie with Europe. It lies in Westminster. I'll give you a very clear example of this. There's been some people on the left, so-called Lexit, saying that one of the reasons we need to leave the European Union is so that we can increase state aid. I don't know if you've seen the Garment white paper about the future relationship, but the government in that actually is making a song and a dance of the fact 
that we as a country, we as a country, only use 0.3% of GDP in state aid. That is a choice of Westminster. The average for the EU is 0.7%. But actually, countries such as Germany are spending five times as much as we do in state aid, 1.5 billion. There is nothing in the EU stopping us from doing that. The other issue that, that has been put forward is that we cannot bring, for example, our railways back into public ownership, something our union is passionate about. Well, hello, smell the coffee. Chris Grayling has just nationalized the East Coast main line. And before that, if you will recall, prior to the general election in 2015, the Tories sold the East Coast main line. Why did they do that? Some people were saying that even an incoming Labour government will have to put it back in private hands because the EU would not allow them to keep it in public ownership. I contest that the reasons why the Tories sold it off before the election is because Ed Miliband had said he would keep it in public hands and they knew that the EU would do nothing to stop him from doing so. But I think there is no political will at the moment to confront the real problems that Brexit is creating. It's leading to a more hostile environment in Britain. We had a disgraceful referendum campaign where migrants were scapegoated. It's also leading to people within the right of the Tory party thinking that they can convert Britain into a deregulated paradise. I am a leader of a trade union. I'm not in the business of giving people's rights away. So moneyed Brexiteers like Rees-Mogg and Gove will be fine no matter what happens with Brexit. It's the ordinary people like you and me who will suffer if we don't get the right deal. And at this point, we're not getting the deal Brexiteers promised because that deal doesn't exist. We are running out of time. At this rate, we'll leave the EU in March 2019. And even with a transition deal, which will allow things to carry on as normal, Britain cannot change its mind after March next year, so we will have to move quickly. But we can't just get a second referendum and hope for the best. We have to work hard to actually explain why Britain should stay in the EU. Here's Manuel and Eddie on how we have to actually fight for those values. Well, I think what people can actually do is firstly that they keep themselves informed on what actually leaving the EU means for them, the family and the friends. The second thing they can do is to ensure that they are out in the streets whenever there is a demonstration against leaving the EU. And the third thing, and this is equally as important, is that they lobby their MPs. Because, you know, there's actually no majority in the House of Commons for leaving the EU. The fact that they seem scared by the mass media is something that we, the people, can help our politicians overcome. But practically, it is really difficult. You can't actually go in there and say, we're going to change this, we're going to change that. You should sign up for the people's vote. I think Gary Lineker just signed up for the people's vote. The idea that there should be a, a deal going through on separation and no one has a word in it and you don't know what kind of deal it is because, you know, that 5248 was not a vote for a hard and vicious Brexit. So a people's vote, sign up for that. And just individually in your lives, if, if Britain, is, the little Englanders are trying to say that Britain should hide, be isolationist, stick our heads in the ground, pull your heads out of the ground, get active, get out there, join up and, and fight. And, and in, your, in your lives, culturally, business-wise, start to make links. Because, I, you know, if, if, if the situation continues as it is, it's next March, I think, that everything starts falling apart. 
So before then, start making links in Europe. Start your businesses out in Europe. Start doing gigs in different languages. Start putting the fields. Just do stuff, whatever you can do on your own, and sign up for the people's vote. And and let's be positive about it and push forwards rather than negative and, and stick our heads in the ground. We need to get out there and to talk to lead voters. We need to listen to their legitimate concerns, NHS funding, poverty, crumbling city centres, but also challenge them on the misinformation that is out there on immigration, on sovereignty and what the EU actually does. If you study humanity over the years, we gradually learn to live together work together in some shape or form. And that's what the European Union was there for, set up after World War II, to stop world wars happening. That was said as inflammatory during the last referendum. But of course, the First World War was called the Great War, the war to end all wars. Oh no, there's another one. And so that's why they set up the European Union. Did it work perfectly? No. So you try and mend it, make it better rather than running and high I mean, Brits don't quit, but the right wing said, yes, Brits do quit. They run and hide, they stick their heads in the ground. And he's right. Annoyingly, he's right. Brits don't quit. Here are some ways Brits don't quit. You guys stay out for 12 hours on holiday and get horribly sunburnt, and yet you still refuse to put on sun cream. You'll drink 12 pints, throw up in an alley, and then go straight back into the bar for more shots. You keep entering Eurovision and the rest of Europe keeps voting for weird Romanian children's entertainers instead of you. And yet you still won't quit. So we just need that kind of energy and passion again. You can get involved by going to anothereurope.org or peoples-vote.uk and signing up. Can I come back in yet? Yeah? yeah, we're done. Thanks for listening to this feature-only episode of Changing Politics. You can follow us on Twitter at Changing Polypod and Facebook Changing Paul for more information, including when we'll be back with new full episodes. Until then, thanks for listening. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.